we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to see you Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravoed podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. We're here to talk all things Vanderpump Rules. Armin is my co-host today. How are you doing, Armin? I'm great, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic because we had another amazing episode over at Lovely Sir Sex Unique Restaurant where we had a lot of things from the past come back and one of those things is the relationship between Kristen and Ariana which had kind of a really nice centerpiece of this episode and if you guys didn't know we're actually recapping season two of Vanderpump Rules right now on our Patreon where we actually have been talking about this and this relationship and their big fights that they had where Kristen was accusing Ariana of sleeping with Tom when they weren't that they eventually did but at at that point they weren't. And if you guys want to make sure you can listen to this, all you have to do is follow our Patreon, patreon.com slash hot and bravoed. And you could support us monthly with just $2 and you get access to six episodes a month. You get access to monthly interactive live shows hosted by Eddie. Yeah. If you want to come see me and just get on Facebook live, it's a party. You can ask him anything. And I mean, anything (laughs) and you also get a bunch of other amazing benefits you can just check it out check it out and on top of everything it really does help us continue to produce the podcast because a lot of resources and a lot of work goes into it all and we would we would really appreciate it so check it out the most recent episode we recapped was an iconic episode the episode in which it is revealed that there is a rumor that Jax and Kristen banged as Stasi put it. It's a really it's a really great season and like I said, we saw the whole Kristen and Ariana story play out this episode on yep. Vanderpump Rules. You can see it in real time watching that season back. It's it's pretty incredible to hear that Ariana basically was going through the death of her father at the crux of this whole conflict. It's it's really shows her strength which we'll get into later but let's start with our favorite sad boy <laughs> james kennedy dj james kennedy i have to call him by his, it's like doctor like dr james can no dj james kennedy you have right. to do the full title it's prefix yeah you have to do it um pretty much hilarious once again he's crying to ariana and tom for who knows what again i can't even remember <laughs> They're trying to get him back because he's drinking or something. The same old, same old song and dance. It's over for me. I'm done. It's over for me. He's always the victim. Never and never the perpetrator. He walks out. Do you feel any sympathy for James? I did. You did? I I did. In this moment or before and now you don't? Before. But now you don't. Now I think he's just acting like an entitled douchebag. At this point, I really did feel for him at the beginning of the season. I He's going through a lot. He's been through a lot. He's taking care of his family. But then he says he's going to change and doesn't do anything differently and still acts like the whole world is his. He literally said in a confessional, you know, I've been fired. I've been hired again. I've been fired. I've been hired again. again. I've been fired. I'm probably going to get hired again. Like, I'll get my foot in the door. I know. And it's like, 
wow. Yeah, just because you're on a show and you're like an entitled asshole does not mean that you're going to get hired back all the time. And I think Lisa's done with his bullshit. I'm so tired of this petulance, too. I think we see it in the preview, actually, when James tries to get hired again. And Lisa says no. And he starts crying. And then Lisa's like, stop acting like a two-year-old. It's he's a child. And in this scene, Sandoval and Ariana are trying to help him. Yes. But then he storms out. He storms back in and it's like James, at this point, this act is tired and if it's not an act, then you got to grow up, dude. You can't cry every single time you face adversity. The last time I cried to get out of trouble was my freshman year of college when I got caught with wine in my room during that the LMU blackout. All the the power went out in the entire school. So we had ch- like literally huge jugs of wine and I cried to the RAs to try to get out of trouble and it didn't work. And that was like, <laughs> that was when I was like, okay, I'm an adult now. This will not work for me anymore. And guess what? It doesn't work for James either. And look, everyone handles shit differently. I don't doubt that. But I feel like with James, it's a lot of attention seeking. It is. All James wants is attention. And when he doesn't get his way, he becomes petulant. That's the other thing. So it's the combo of attention-seeking, and then feeling entitled. And it's just an ugly combo at some point. You know? Like yeah. Lisa said, stop acting like you're two years old. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty embarrassing. And <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore because I don't yeah. even want to think about it anymore. So let's move to... I'm over! It's over for me! Let's move to Katie, who has been an amazing friend this episode. I was obsessed with Katie Maloney this episode of Vanderpump Rules starts off. She's talking to Bo. Um, let's Bo kind of know where Stassi's coming from because she tells him that, you know, they talked in Mexico. She kind of gave her a small glimpse of to what is going on. And she's just worried that all of her relationships will end because every single relationship before she's been screwed over by the man who's in that relationship with her every single time. It's so hard. And both of her parents have been divorced three times. Yeah. So it's like. She has trust issues. Major trust issues, which is totally valid. It was a cute moment while she was kind of in her prime taking photos for her Next Level Basic book, which we should definitely buy and do a book club for. 100%. Yeah. We're starting the Bravo book club at some point in the summer. Yeah. So and we'll guys, start off with Stassi's book. Yeah. We're going to do a book club. So make sure you guys stay tuned to figure out more about that. And we're going to start with Next Level Basic, which she was taking 100%. photos for. 100%. But I thought it was a really nice moment of best friend and boyfriend coming together to talk about how much they love this person and how much they need to be there for her because of the issues that she's going through. Because she cares about both of these people immensely. Katie is one of her best friends. She went on Tom and Katie's honeymoon with them. She's very yeah. close. And Bo's the best thing to ever happen to her. So, And we've seen Stassi have a falling out with Katie too, right? Yeah. That was awful. And it looked like their relationship was irreparable, but they came back from it. So Katie has experience with Stassi through the ups and the downs. And she knows kind of how to connect with Stassi and get through to her even when she is at her darkest moments. And Stassi was talking about this whole episode, right? The dark passenger. The d- her demon. Her, her dark demon. passenger. I am the devil. So Katie's going to play a role in kicking this dark passenger out of the damn car, right? With the Oracle, which we'll get to at the end. (laughs) 
<laughs> but Bizarre. In the meantime, I guess there was a couple therapy sessions in this episode, right? Yeah. One in the more casual realm and the other in the more um, spiritual realm, I guess. But let's go into Jackson Brittany. The, this was the first... I literally turned to Armin and I say, Jax is acting. And it's not good acting. It's bad acting. I thought this entire therapy session from... Ja- Brittany was there. Brittany was participating. Brittany was real. Jax had an act. And I am a Jax apologizer. And this stood out to me. Everything that his like faces, everything he was saying, I was like, it's so ingenuine. Like he's really just trying to like play this character of the changed man. Right. Like I, I want to believe it's true. I want to believe that he's amazing and all these things have changed. But the way he's just saying things, it's an act. And then sometimes he says shit that's actually kind of fucked up. Like when he says, quote, I just need someone to yell at and she just happens to be in the way. That's not okay, It's Jack. insane. That's not a justification for yelling at your girlfriend. And then at another point, speaking of Jack's changing, he says, oh, I'm not going around saying, oh, I've changed. Oh, I've changed. Oh, I've changed. That is literally Jack's entire narrative. And I don't mean season seven narrative. I'm talking about... Every season since season one, the opening of season two was all about how Jax has changed. He's talking about how Stassi gave him a list of things to do so he can become a changed man. And like up in an through, apartment. Up, yeah, get an apartment up through episode nine, where we're at currently, or episode eight, where we're at currently in our recaps. Jax is talking about how he needs to change. He needs to become better at his job. He needs to uh, switch up the way he. Uh, engages with his modeling career, et cetera, et cetera. Season three opened with Jax talking about being a changed man because this is in the aftermath of him sleeping with his best friend's girlfriend. Season four, I can go on and on. Every season has begun with Jax talking about being a changed man, including this season. That was the incessant conversation of the beginning of the season. Remember how Jax is a changed man? He's a changed Brittany man. Brittany helped bring him to a, a, a better place, and he's no longer that guy who would cheat on his girlfriend with one of her friends, which is what he did at the beginning of season six. So Jax saying how he doesn't go and trumpet, how he's a changed man, he doesn't toot his own horn, is insane. Like you'd have to be in delusional. My job was on the floor. I was like, are you serious? That's all he talks about. That's all he's ever talked about. So then I wonder, are you ever changing or do you never change and just talk about changing? Ever changing or never changing. That could <laughs> I be think like he's a, never changing. That could be never ever. I like I'm like thinking of like shirts never changing, ever changing. Like Or to fit with like, Jax's vibe, more like a tattoo. A t- some sort of tattoo. Am I am I ever changing or never changing? Oh God, bizarre. Well Maybe he could he could cover up the Stasi tattoo with that. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he needs to do. But as Jax and Brittany are working on their relationship, we see Kristen and Ariana working on theirs, and they've actually become very close. Now, if you guys have not watched season two or any previous season of Vanderpump Rules, like maybe like season two, season three, Kristen and Ariana, we were never, ever, ever on good terms because essentially Tom Sandoval fell in love with Ariana while he was breaking up with Kristen, who was sleeping with Jax, who was trying to get back with Stassi. (laughs) Sounds crazy. A lot easier if you watch the season. But it was pretty amazing to hear that Ariana was going through probably one of the hardest things to go through. Crazy Kristen directed at her 
while her father was had just died, had just passed away. I cannot believe the grace and power that she must have had to have to get through all of that and yep. still put up with all the bullshit that Kristen was dealing with. Because Kristen didn't make it easy on her. No, Kristen is vile that season. She's hardcore against Ariana. And I don't even think we understood the extent in which Kristen was crucifying her until this episode. Yeah. Because I never knew that Kristen was actively trying to prevent Tom from being there for her. And if you go back and watch season two, Tom and Ariana are close friends. Yeah. That's not a joke. That's not something they say as revisionist history. There are scenes of them going shopping together, talking with each other. Tom Sandoval actually trains Ariana at Sir. Mm-hmm. We just Which covered that a couple there. episodes ago. Yeah. It's they are close friends. And for Ariana to be going through one of the worst times in her entire life, and then to have one of her best friends ghost her because his girlfriend is vicious. Think about the compounding effect on her psyche in that time. Like that, that is messed up. But having said all that. They have grown so much since then, and they are in a totally different place. So much has changed in just five years. It's really insane to think about. It's pretty crazy. It's hard to fathom. It's very it's very hard to think about, but I mean, I'm just happy to see them together. I think we're seeing a more authentic Kristen than we've ever seen before this season. I think she's really trying to show the world that like she's not crazy Kristen. I mean, she's said that multiple times this season where... She's like, why can't I just be Kristen? And I think she's really making an effort. And I think this uh, this kind of coming together of Ariana and Kristen is a big major step for the both of them. And I just love it. I And I, I loved when Kristen said, you're better for Tom than I ever was. Like seeing you with him makes yeah. me realize that you were meant to be with him. And Ariana goes, everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. And I thought that was a really heartwarming moment. And it was true. And it's like sometimes... You can love someone, but they're not right to be, you know, in love with. And I think that's kind of the Kristen and Tom situation where they can love each other. They can have love for each other. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be together. And crazy Kristen was no joke. It's not just something people say. It, it cannot be understated how insane Kristen was in that era. We were just oh talking about the gay pride episode in one of our recaps. She goes she off. She ambushes Sandoval at Sir and she's like... Ariana just told me fucking everything. And Sam okay. was like, uh, what? <laughs> I know I used to say I was like crazy Kristen, but I don't think I was ever that bad. No. Now rewatching it, I'm like, I'm at least three notches lower. The whole Korean BBQ incident, Eddie? Like, I hope you were never like that. That would scare me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you have this like devilish laugh right now. <laughs> no, no comment. Let's move on. Let's move on to Lala. Yes, and that was a great performance. This was, honestly, I was so impressed. Like, I want to get this song on iTunes or Spotify. I don't use iTunes, I'm not lying. I, who am I kidding? I use Spotify. I want to get this on a playlist on Spotify because it was really, really good. I was really impressed with Lala. And to know it's about her dad who has just died, I, as Armin as my witness, yeah. she says, like, Ariana and Jax, this goes out to you. Like, yep. I've got you. Like, we've got each other. They and, both also have lost their And they father. both also have lost their father. I started instantly sobbing. Like, I don't know where it came Eddie's from. Eddie's not lying, people. And I, I'm not an emotional person. I don't understand where this came from. 
I just started sobbing because you were trying so hard to hold back. I had never I, seen you like that. It was I, intense. I just, I don't know what overcame me, but I thought it was such a beautiful moment. And I thought it was really sweet and thoughtful of Lala to understand that the feelings that she's feeling, her two friends are feeling as well. Yeah. And even though they can't express it, she can express it for them. And she, I'm already getting emotional talking about it. And she just wants to make sure that they are heard and that she understands that she's in solidarity with them. Cause that's at the end of the day, that's all you want is for someone to understand what you're going through and understand your feelings and be there for you and be supportive. And Lala just got it. Lala got it. Yeah. I'm like, I have tears I in my eyes. Up. I don't know. I just I'm tearing was, up because of you You understand right now. what I'm saying though, no, right? No, I do. It's just, I do. It was so beautiful. It was also a really emotional performance. Yeah, it was, it was. It was raw. It was, it actually like in like, a, <laughs> like some strap while like looking flawless, <laughs> killing it on the dance floor. As only like Lala on can do, you know? It was it was thoughtful and sexy. Ain't nobody that I'm feeling like I'm feeling you, like I'm feeling you. And I want to point out, unlike Sheena's music career, which we can all admit is kind of a career? joke. <laughs> There's no career. One or two songs. Um, I mean, uh, Show Choir did do good as gold, so I have to give that to that. That was legit. And I thank Sheena for making that happen, for playing a role in making that happen. Unlike Sheena... I am digging Lala's music career. I don't know Same. where it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to be a quote unquote career, but I'm digging it. I want to see more from her. I do too. I'm She's enjoying it. She's not going to be a Lady Gaga or anything, uh, but it would be cool if she had some more performances and maybe opened it up to the fans. We'll see. I would go see her in a heartbeat. For sure. Another emotional moment at Lala's performance that whole conversation between Ariana and Sandoval, that got me teary-eyed. When they were talking about he, Ariana's father passing and Sandoval... And saying, I care, like, I cared about her immensely. I just didn't know what it was at the time, but now I know. That was so beautiful. It was beautiful. And I, Sandoval really is a great partner. I Okay, I and, just have to say, I... What rewatching season two and now I'm watching all the way through. Sandoval is like the best character on the show. In, in terms of like morals, I'm a Sandoval. He's a yes. I'm a Sandoval. Join the crew. Just saying. I'm an OG Sandoval. I know you are. Like, I know he's annoying. He has his idiosyncrasies, but he's a good dude. He's a great friend. He's fucked up. In regards to his relationships, specifically with Kristen, he did cheat on her mm -hmm. with the cocktail waitress in Vegas, but that relationship was a disaster. I mean... He has been an amazing boyfriend to Ariana, and that whole back and forth where he was talking about how, obviously, it couldn't impact him the same as it did for Ariana, but he felt the hurt, and he yeah. felt the pain, and there is a big part of him that wishes he could have been there for her at the time. More. Than he already was. But he wasn't. Because of, because of Kristen. Kristen. And it was just such a poignant moment. Only Vanderpump Rules can deliver those kinds of, of moments in reality TV. It's literally we've seen these people grow into completely new people. It's and you and it's incredible to see the story play out for so long and get more information and more tidbits as it's happening because 
It just gets more layered and layered and layered. It's amazing. It's this wild. is like a, one of the best shows on television. If they don't win an Emmy this year, I'm rioting. Um, let's get to the end of the episode and the Oracle because this. Oh, we're skipping the puppy shower. What? I mentally blocked that out of my mind and you bringing that back is giving me PTSD. I tried to get past it without you noticing. What are we talking about? You're never going to get anything past me. Raquel's Raquel's mom is a crazy horny person that was trying to get after Peter. Which is wonderful. I love that. Um, Having a puppy is pretty much like having a baby. And she wants James to have her babies. You have to teach it everything it knows. I I just can't with Raquel. I'm so sorry. Like, Sonoma Raquel. I an icon. C- I can't. An icon? Please. <laughs> you are trashing all other icons by calling this bitch an icon. <laughs> okay, but... Um, a no-see is what she is because I don't want to see... I don't want to see that. No C. It's the icon spelled backwards. My the no C. That's great. You should trademark that. But my favorite part about the puppy shower is that we do get a vintage Sandoval moment. As we know with Sandoval, he takes everything way too seriously. That's one of his idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Right? And when they have the poo bag toss and Sandoval is treating it like it's the fucking Super Bowl. And he actually nails the poo bag. Mm-hmm. He killed it. I mean, he got the biggest one, like the biggest food dish like let's be real there were smaller ones that were probably worth more points but he was focused and determined almost that was his target though i believe that sandoval was going for the largest dish and he nailed it in classic sandoval fashion well the rest of the puppy shower bs was completely useless we had billy lee fighting for more screen time by like trying to be as close to the dog as possible they kind of have the same haircut it's cute um (laughs) but i'm gonna book billy lee for this podcast and I want you and Billy Lee to hash out your differences. I don't have any issues with her besides the fact that I just think she's a batshit crazy person. <laughs> like she reminds me of old Kristen, just not about like, but it's oh, like, not what, nearly as crazy. Don't, don't disrespect know. crazy Kristen like that. Kristen it's more entertaining to watch, but let's talk about the supernatural dealings, uh, Stassi and Katie. So only two of the witches of WeHo go to see this Oracle to help Stassi get rid of her, what did she call it again? Uh, a dark passenger. Dark right? passenger, yes. This demon that comes out with jealousy and the trust issues and the commitment issues. So they get to this lady's house and she won't even let them in before doing like some spell on them. Honestly, these <laughs> girls kept it together way more than I could. I probably would have, and I'm all for this. Like, don't get me wrong. I do tarot card readings. Like I don't do them, but I get them done. I go see a psychic you go to once a, psychic a year. All the time. Only only twice a year. You wanted a psychic to be our sponsor once. I love psychics. That's what I'm saying. I love psychics. So you're gonna poo-poo on an oracle? No, but this oracle was just next level. I think I would just feel so embarrassed and uncomfortable and out of place that I would be giggling. <laughs> because if I get into like weird situations like that, it's hard for me not to laugh. I'm like, this person, what is going on? It was funny. Do you think it worked? I think, yeah, if Stassi came out of it feeling better, it worked. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you know, don't knock until you try it. My thing is, is if it works for you, it works for you. Whether I understand it or not, that's not my place to put that judgment on you. I don't personally do the supernatural. You know me. I'm all into that witchy shit. You know that. See, that's what's funny to me is that you love that shit, but this is like a step too far. But this was like, this was like, I don't know. It was just very... 
I mean, honestly, too heavy handed. Maybe I just I don't get it. I like I mean, I feel like this this girl was like almost acting a character, and I think it was like her outfit. Like if it was like <laughs> if she was dressed in normal clothes or like you know not trying to be this character and doing like all the stage stuff, I would have been like, oh, I totally want to do this. I buy into it or whatever. But she seemed like she was trying to portray a persona that wasn't authentic. Like she was almost trying too hard to be this oracle. You did more like Carol's psychic esque friend in season eight, Roni. Yeah. If you like, remember I, her. I want the real deal. Like I need a Tyler Henry medium. I need like right. the the Long Island medium. I love mediums. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, just give me a medium. I like my psychic in West LA. Colby Rebel Heart. She's amazing. Shout out, Colby Rebel Heart. That's such a psychic name, by the way. I feel She's like if, incredible. Is that her birth name? I actually think her name's Colby Rebel. I just put Rebel Heart because I think of like the Madonna album, which is so bad of me. I think her name's just Colby Rebel. Well, even if you you are born Colby Rebel, you are born to be a psychic. She's amazing. Like you have to be a psychic. She's told me more about my life than I even knew. She <laughs> ma- like it's weird because I she lets you record like the psychic readings, really? so you can go back and listen to them later. And How have you never shared this with me? You've never heard my psychic readings? The first one is terrifying because she actually says, she's like, you have a problem with this person, says the name, and knows what happened. Is it somewhere? Yes. <laughs> it gave, I get goosebumps. I get the goosebumps. That's a pretty generic name, though. Yeah, whatever. I bought it. I had to do um, a cleansing spell. I had to do, under the blood wolf moon, I had to write a letter and set it on fire while I recited a mantra to do a disconnect i cut the cord that actually worked it worked yeah that's what's funny about that one yep i remember like this witch shit works i just didn't buy this bitch you think she's a phony maybe i'm not saying she's a a fraud i'm not saying she's a phony because she did help stassi they both felt but i would have been more like katie were like what did we do katie was even like this is a little bit much (laughs) and katie connected the. and katie was the one who set it up but I don't know. I I mean, it works for me. I understand it. I'm down to do spells. You know what else works for me? Catch me at the craft. $50,000 in cash. Okay. The episode ended in the <laughs> best way. As you guys know, Tom's check bounced because he didn't have the money to pay to be an investor. And No, that's not the reason why it bounced. He's what? I think because the check was old. And she had waited too long to cash it? Yeah. I think that's why. That would make sense. Because he had the money. I mean, clearly, he went and pulled out 50K, put it in a briefcase. Small bills. To make a a scene, to make a present. What did he say? To make a... I don't even remember, but it made an impression. Add some volume to it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no way there would... Like, 50,000 would fill up a full briefcase unless he literally got fives and ones. My favorite is how he set it up when he goes... I wanted to show you that I'm serious. And then he busts open this briefcase full of cash, which, by the way, the briefcase is handcuffed to him. The handcuff killed me. That was great. Ken loved it. Lisa loved it. Yeah, they were both just cracking up. I thought it was such a cute, fun idea. Um, it's, it's it like was we all said, a gimmick. It was just for fun. It's like we said, it's the most Schwartziest Schwartz, Schwartz ever Schwartz. <laughs> so kudos to you, Schwartzy. Thank you, Schwartz. Thank you for that moment. And thank you for another great episode of Vanderpump Rules. I think we covered everything for this episode. We did. And, you know, we love you guys. So we want to make sure you guys love us back. So make sure you guys are subscribed by finding us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes. Also, you can find us on social media at Hot and Bravoed. Armin, how can they find you? 
at Armin Mahram and visit patreon.com backslash hot and bravo. Check out what we have to offer uh, because y'all will get some amazing benefits and you get to support us. Always amazing. We'll see you guys next week.